Father's Day. How you doing, Trevor? Oh, just dandy. Dandy? I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired, dude, too. This work, this work we kicked my ass. Yeah. Yeah, it sure did. Today we were with Will and Hunter from Lockdown, Lock On Sounds. Yeah, I told you already. How are you guys doing? Good, doing pretty good. Glad we got to drive out here and finally do this with you guys. Yeah, I am too. We've been talking about it. When uh, Mike came up, we were talking about you guys a lot too. How was the uh, drive over? Traffic. A lot of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, didn't, well, they didn't come directly here. They went and got, uh, got the pub. New, yeah. yeah, new new pub. Yeah. So stopped and got the pup and then hit rush hour right on the way here. Yeah. Yep. So it was a fun time. We got 75. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, yeah, I, I was just coming from there. We missed 75 and got to do about three roundabouts to get back. Oh, sweet. Coming back on the highway. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. You guys uh, want to tell a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, so we're a custom game call and gear company. Uh, we do mainly, you know, duck and goose calls, but specialize in pretty much everything else from turkey, elk, predator, squirrel, rabbit. And then I get to deal with this guy every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm more manufacturing, and Willie does a lot of our uh, people-to-person kind of things and, and information. Right. Okay. You guys more of acrylic or you guys wood? We do about half and half of both. Yeah. You guys? Um, everything from acrylic, uh, custom image rods, bush light calls, stuff like that, to the to the burls, you know, the fancier side, inlay side of Very things, nice. what we're just starting to dive into more. Do you guys hand turn all those or do you guys ship them out and get them done? No, or? they all get hand turned. Really? Yeah. That's got to be a pain. It takes a long time. Yeah, I was say, hey. <laughs> uh, what, what made you guys get into like hand turning stuff or turning stuff and carbon wise? So that was all him. I, I had a lathe uh, about a year before we started. I got one for Christmas one year. And so I started turning my own calls because uh, I thought they were cool, but I didn't have a lot of money. Right. Um, I was throwing just echo guts inside of them, everything. And then uh, we went to a UFC party. Okay. And all my buddies were there, and he happened to be there. And we were drinking and got pretty <laughs> wasted. And then we decided, well, we should just sell these things and make a business. And, well, mm. Willie's really good at signing paperwork and getting things over next thing you know we're a full-blown company selling calls and i was like oh like okay kind of <laughs> yeah pretty much it seems like uh some of those drunk nights are always the best nights that come out with uh sometimes the right idea the <laughs> ideas flow yeah exactly it's gonna open up your mind and goes my uh, mind is always open yeah mine is too depends on i don't know i guess myself like daydreaming a lot oh yeah i do it every day do you do oh yeah yeah I daydream every day I just don't know if it's good daydreaming or bad daydreaming. Spend mm. so much work you're getting done. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Bosses might not like it. No, mine sure doesn't. No, for sure. No, my, mine doesn't either. Yeah. We went full time with our company in January, but before that, I think I can say that both of our bosses paid us a lot of money to work on this company. No, really? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, everybody's been pretty much like in, in for you guys then with it all. Like, like, all. Going straight forward, like everybody was in with it. Like when you guys came up with the the idea of everything, everybody was all in and had support and everything. I think it took our our girlfriends a little bit of time to warm up to the idea that it took them. It took them a year and a half, probably. Really? <laughs> yeah, they both. Well, you had to step up because we're not making a lot of money, but we we had kind of branched where over where the time that we needed to meet the criteria to go to all these shows and actually make any kind of money. It was it wasn't possible working a 40, 60 hour right. job week. Right. So, so you guys are doing this full time now? Yeah, this wow, is full time. That's awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, that's a huge step right there. Yeah, it was. Definitely a big change for us. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a 
dream kind of thing though chasing your dreams and doing what you love to do you know as long as you guys are staying on it and that's i think a lot of companies that are on the upcoming like the when they're just getting into like the any kind of outdoor game whatever it may be um you're good. She's she's good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, sorry for anyone hearing all the puppy noises in the background. Yeah, I'm trying, to keep, him, trying to keep them sitting here and quiet. Um, making that step, I mean, it's like I said, it's like a, a dream job to kind of pursue your uh, dream, I guess. Dream to pursue, pursue yeah, your dream. I don't know. I must know about that. Yeah, I know. I must know. Yeah, it's all good. But no, that's super cool. So we got the pup here. Is this your first hunting dog? First hunting dog, yep. You excited? Very, yep. Nervous. The, the dog I have now, I've had for 18 years now. He's 18 years old. Oh, so smokes. I wow. figured I should probably get one before he goes so I don't feel like I'm replacing it. So right. it'll be my first time raising a puppy from start to finish, really. What kind of dog do you have now? Uh, a little Pomeranian. Oh. Yeah, big, little toy dog. Big jump set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he will probably be uh, crapping bigger than that dog. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, with the pads on him right now, he's going to be a, seems like a big dog. Yeah, well, he's he's 25 pounds right now, and my dog at home is only 11, so he's already... He's 25? Yeah. Eight weeks? No, no, he's... Uh, he's Three months, seven days. Oh, yeah, three months, seven days. Yeah, three months, seven days. So just got to go pick him up today. Figured the opportunity was there. We might as well go get him before he's gone. So yeah, heck yeah, yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah, super exciting. That's uh, it's a big thing though, man. Like straightening the dogs. I mean, be patient. Patient is key with that for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people just jump into it too much and just expect your dog to do this or expect the dog to do that. And you that's why we figured it was probably time to just go ahead and get one now because. Working at this company, we can train it as much as we want. We, right. You know, if we got to take two hours in the middle of the day to train it, we can do that. You know, right. Right. actually work with it the amount it's supposed to be worked with. So, yeah, that's the hardest part with people. They just don't have the time for it. Exactly. Just think the dog's just going to be a amazing hunting dog, and it's going to shire whatever it is. You know, um, if you want to listen to all that, listen to the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that on it. There was a lot on it and a lot of informational stuff. That's for sure. Um, highly recommend even just talking to Hunter and Dennis about or Dustin. I don't know why I said. You say Hunter Dennis. And Dennis. Yeah. Dustin, yeah. Yeah, Dustin. Um, some good information that they give out. Yeah. You guys any tips or anything? Do you have a dog or no? Yeah, I do. I have an English setter. Okay. Oh. So, so do you guys do upland hunting as well? I have not, but he's getting trained to upland hunt. Is he? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very he's, nice. He's been pointing, and honestly, I've I'm kind of. Not, I don't upland hunt very often, right. so it's something new to me. Right. I don't think I ever have. I'd love to shoot it, like go pheasant hunting, but I just never have done it. No, I never done it. I think it's uh, it'd be a lot of fun to do. But oh yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't want. I just want to scream rooster. Well, I'm sure you would like to scream <laughs> yeah. cock a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you would. So you guys just sales and stuff. I mean, you guys selling stuff like all over the place. I mean. Yep, we've sold in 42 states 42 now. states plus Canada. Plus oh, Canada, wow. yep. So we're sold all across the country now. Um, we're just now getting into the storefront side of things. We're into wow. a lot more distributors now, so we're slowly building that list up by the fall. We're getting the list around for all the purchase orders and everything for where we need to be sending them. But wow. right now, we're, I think we're sitting at 48 states last time we counted. Um, there's a couple couple ones. Did I say 48? Yeah. 42. 48 sounds good, though. So, yeah, I like that number better. I wish. Yeah. <clears throat> there's, a, there's obviously, you know, eight more left that are going to be a little bit harder to get. You know, your, your Hawaii's, your right. Alaskies. Right. Alaskies. Alaskas. <laughs> Those states are going to be a little harder for us to get into, more or less, but we're, we're working on that. Um, 
Now, are you guys selling mostly just the duck calls out there, or are you guys selling all the calls all over the place? It's mostly goose and duck calls, really. Yeah. Those are, I mean, those are what we, I would say, pride ourselves on. Okay. That's that's what the majority of everything is. I'm not saying any of our other calls are worse than others, but right. that's that's right. what the most time spent into. I gotcha. I gotcha. What kind of got you guys into like the hunting world? Like growing up, while you're growing up, like what kind of got you into it? I always duck hunted with my dad. I was huge into duck hunting, um, deer hunting. We did a lot, but mm, I was never a big fan of it. Um, I know Willie comes from a background of more deer hunting than than me. I was always duck hunting and goose hunting. Yeah, I grew up pretty much strictly deer hunting, and that was it. So he got me into duck hunting a few years back and fell in love with it. And I, I still like my deer hunting. Um, still go for the beginning of the year more than the end. But, right. you know, once duck season comes in, I tend to go more towards duck and goose. But That's what, uh, same thing with us. Well, me anyway. That was strictly uh, uh, deer. Then I got slowly into turkey, but just that was it. And then got to introduce the waterfall and just ran with it i don't think i don't even remember the last time i deer hunted what was it what did i say five six years about that yeah it was the last time i deer hunted gotcha and until I mean, until this year well hopefully this year we got permission on a property and it's got some nice deer on it so hopefully if i put the time in with my bow i'll be able to get out there and see what i can do fling some arrows into some trees yeah <laughs> see what happens hey, it's always a good time i try to get a doe as soon as possible move on to duck yeah, get some meat in the freezer. Yeah, something in the freezer and move on. Yeah, I I have too much uh, too much energy, too much things going on <laughs> to sit still for for a deer. I'm not, <laughs> I'm just not about it. When, when turning your calls though, with energy wise that you're saying, like, <laughs> is it how long does one call usually make? Or uh, like like time frame wise, I'm sorry. It can definitely depend for the shape. Um, if I'm trying to copy a shape that someone's given me, it's definitely going to take me probably like. 35 minutes to do the whole thing but i think i can get it done in 20 minutes really? if i'm doing what i what i want to do most guys now though when they order they just give me free reign on whatever shape i want to do for them but some guys do come up with a shape on paper right. somewhere and they say i want this exactly and then it does take me a second because right. there's one mishap and now the whole shape's messed up right so that's like lathe and tool lathe yes yeah going at it yep okay so for that takes some skill i'm telling oh, you i, 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 I did uh, that bar right that you kind of like rest the, the yeah there's, yeah, we, yeah i okay. rest it takes some skill though doing it precisely and everything and all oh, that because i i built a duck hall and wood shop i'll tell you what it looked like shit but <laughs> i built it i built a baseball bat and it looked like it was inside out <laughs> it was bad it like a mallet more than like a it looked like just like a like one of those cricket uh, what's that? Oh, thing? the or, cricket paddles or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Those are. That's what <laughs> yeah. it looks like. I don't even know how I got it flat, but it got flat. So <laughs> it was crazy, absolutely crazy. Safe to say, I failed that one. So. <laughs> there was a lot of fails when we first started out, for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Acrylic yeah. is very easy to explode everywhere. You hit a bubble inside of it, and yeah. it goes everywhere. And it's frustrating moments because you'll get a call just about done. It's it's perfect, and then next thing you know boom it blows up and you spend 30 minutes of your life for nothing and you got to redo it that's got to be such a pain hell i walked into the shop a couple weeks ago and i, I opened the door he had got there before me i opened the door walked in and the only thing i see is pieces of calls go flying oh. and he had shattered one on the lathe and i just see him take his tool and hit the lathe oh, willie Will Willie ducks often yeah i could imagine i'll be sitting at the desk and just hear something break in the background do a little duck <laughs> dodge the acrylic get out he knows it's coming his way right. see, see one flying across the desk you know? <laughs> yeah thank Thank you for taking this order, Willie. Now take this to the face. 
<laughs> you need a pussy glass like exactly. board behind you so you don't get hit. He wants to he wants to move out of our, our shop and put his office in the next door space so he doesn't have to deal with me. Yeah. Just lock the door and leave me in my own space. But I'm like, no, oh. no, no, no. You gotta deal with me. <laughs> if I'm dealing with it, you're dealing with it. Yeah, if I break my own door, I can just lock it. Right. Yeah, if it was him, he would just put the papers underneath the door and go, Good luck with that yeah. and walk away and lock the door. Just you guys should have like a pigeon. Uh, just fly the order, yeah. Message pigeon, just like fly it over across. That'd be cool. Um, from acrylic to wood, though, I mean, is that different tools? Is that? I, I mean, I really don't know much about. No, I do not. I don't use different tools. No, most of my tool. I'm using a flat. Um, just a flat regular tool and then a shaping tool for most of my stuff. Okay. Um, but wood is a lot easier to turn okay. for sure. So um, just it's a lot softer. Um, depending on what wood you're using now. We we just got some wood in um Ironwood. Ironwood. And that's pain. that's pain. A yeah. three inch blank probably weighs a pound and a half. Yeah, I mean it's it is it's a dense wood. And it it turns like steel. I mean it turns hard. And you go through tools and you dull your tools so quick and then it, it'll blow up if you're pushing too hard. So it's all about, I mean, just doing it real slow. And then we've turned like antler. Oh, really? Antlers, really? Antlers so hard. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and it smells that. horrible. Yeah, it smells terrible. Does it really? Yes. Oh, oh dude, have you, know you ever sawed a, like a antler off of a skull? Yeah. Oh, my God. It smells like burning hair. Yeah. It's, just, it's terrible. No, you never had that? I've never smelt it. I've, I've sawed antlers off and no. You might want to go get tested after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smell horrendous. Yeah. yeah, it's basically sawing it for about 30 minutes straight. So it, it smells bad in the shop oh after that. Yeah. See, I've never done a whole call out of it. We've just done tip, like, um, inlays with it. Oh, okay. But I know companies who do full calls with it, and they have to dump oil. They have to have, a, um, like, a CNC machine that they can run oil through so they can dump it out to cool it. Really? Or else it'll just get too hot. It'll, burn their, it'll just burn their tools up and explode. Wow. Interesting. I feel like antlers is becoming a big thing now. Like a lot of yeah. I've been, like knives in. Have you even seen like the turkey legs with the, the spurs on it with knives? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, those are pretty sweet, but super expensive. You know, one cool thing I saw at the uh, um, the Novi shows is Reverend Clark or Outdoor Rama. Uh, Commemorative to Bucks in Michigan. There, they had a knife made out of a deer jawbone. Really, that jawbone. Was sweet. Really? Hmm. Yep. That's kind of cool. One of our buddies, Cancer Joe, um, he doesn't have cancer. I say that, learned he didn't have cancer. Yeah, he doesn't have cancer. Cancer <laughs> Joe. Um, he makes fishing poles out of antlers. Like, just oh, okay. like, like... The custom handles and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, forks. I mean, he just does it for himself. But, like, yeah, just the forks and stuff. And, and he's got one that, like, crops up perfectly. So you just put the pole down and it's sitting perfect on there. It's, it's pretty neat. Like I said, like, antlers just becoming huge. Whether it be rings, what you say, calls, whatever it is, I feel like they're just going crazy right now. Yeah. It's just got to be a pain for you. Yeah. To yeah. an extent. I mean, luckily, those are more custom one-offs, so we don't let people just order right. that kind of stuff. Because it's actually, it's hard to get your hands on an antler that's big enough to drill out anyways. Yeah. And then uh, when you do, it breaks all the time, and it's expensive, and it's yeah, like... Sure. It's like doing burl for us. We don't we don't let people just custom order burl because every burl's different. Right. We might run into a hole, and I don't want I don't want to have to keep buying up the same burl that cost me fifty bucks a blank to break. Right, right. What's your uh, favorite kind of wood to use for that? Um, cocoa. I would say either cocobola or um, African bocati wood is my favorite. Bocati is my favorite. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. It's a very uh, grainy wood. It's got a lot of different. Uh, a lot of texture. Yeah, a lot of texture. 
it's pretty cool. Coca-Bola, though, if you get the right piece, when it starts turning, it'll have, like, yellow and reds and blacks in it. Oh, really? And, uh, that's really cool, yeah. That seems super sweet. Where the heck do you buy this? Uh, we go through a website called uh, Belforest Products. Really? Uh, they're an exotic wood dealer out of, I want to say, Pennsylvania, but don't take my word for that. Um, they have like 180 different species of wood on there. So we go wow. right through them and they offer one and a half by one and a half by 12 inches. So we buy them in 12 inch blocks and cut them down ourselves. Really? That's not but, how much mafia we're all about. Yeah. yeah. They've got, they've got 12 inch rods that range from eight bucks a piece all the way up to like 300, $300 for 12 inches of it. So wow. they've got a lot of, a lot of selection, but we don't, we don't mess with the expensive stuff too much. Say you ever mess up one of those ones? You know? No, I have not. That's why I don't buy them. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> $300 for a 12 inch piece of wood. Yeah. Holy smokes. How long have you guys been doing this for? Going on three, four years now? This is year three. Year three? Year three. Uh, how long have you guys been full-time? Four months. Four months. Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah. pretty recent. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Mid-December is when we went full-time with it. Pretty so. much, yeah. Jeez. Were you guys impacted, too, when all the wood went up? Like, like when all the two-by-fours were like 70 bucks a pop? Were you guys impacted on that at all? I wouldn't say too much. No, I think our no. prices have remained consistent throughout right. the year because the wood that we use isn't, you know, when there was a lumber shortage, people right. weren't buying our wood very often. Right. So, right, that's good. Then. By the way, if you want a diaphragm call, you mean a diaphragm too? Oh, yeah. Oh Do you like man. that one you got at oh, uh, Alabama? Bat, I love that bat wing. It is perfect. I should have got one from you guys. How'd you guys bring one in? Yeah, we were pretty dumb. We didn't bring an assortment of calls at all today. We, we meant to, but we didn't get to the oh, shop yeah, this we morning. Got about, we got about 40 minutes away, and I'm like, I didn't bring a call. How did I not bring a call? <laughs> we chose to go get a puppy instead of going to the shop this morning. Yeah. So. That's <laughs> a little different. Yeah, yeah. Who, would, uh, who would choose uh, grab a call over a puppy? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that that diaphragm batwing, though. Oh, my God. It is so good. I'm going to try that out. Not yours, I, but... No, yeah, just mix and share. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing's caring. This guy can't even smell, so I mean, he's got a lot of you mixing too much. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, where you guys are at over on that side of the state, are you guys doing mostly water or field hunting? We hate field hunting. Really? Actually, yeah. I can't stand it. Why is that? I honestly don't know. We have grew... I grew up hunting marshes in, in open water. And then we moved up and we moved around the state this year hunting wise and we hunted just a lot of open water and then we did a couple of field hunts because we don't we don't do a lot of field hunting did a couple and i'm just i don't know i don't know i'm a fan i don't like the way they work in the fields and then geese or ducks wise or both kind of both kind of both geese more than duck to me i like the way just the water with the decoys just feels better to me okay. um I honestly don't know. We, do, I mean, I should give it a fair shake. We have, we don't field hunt very often. It's only been like four times I think that we've we've field hunted. We're mostly open water hunting. Okay. Um, but something about getting in the boat and doing all that stuff, and I, feel I don't know, ducky. It just like feels that. better to me. Yeah. yeah. Not gonna understand that. Now, if I'm if I'm taking my pick of anything, I'll throw out something controversial. But I'm a I'm a flooded corn hunter. We got into flooded corn a lot this year, and that was by far the most fun hunting we've had. Was that on private? Uh, no. Okay, so you guys are probably doing what the draws like? Yep. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are really fun. Really fun. Have you guys hunted out this way at all? No. 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 We got some pretty good duck hunt on here if you uh, hit it at the right time. I, I heard Erie had really good um, Goldeneye. I don't know about I, I guess I heard. I, don't we get, I think we get quite a few. I can't. I, I haven't hunted the water. Tommy be the one asked about that. Yeah, I haven't hunted the water at all. It's just too much pressure for me, so I'm kind of trying to stay away from all that. 
And I'm the opposite. I absolutely love the way the ducks and geese work in the field. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I like you got a mallard locked up on your spinners out in the field. Hmm. And part of that might just be luck of what days we went out and just liking what we've done best at because we're always it seems like we always do better in the water but it might just be because when we go to a field we don't have it set up quite right and right i know how to hunt water and i don't know how to hunt a field very well so yeah no that's for sure i feel like a lot of people are um i don't know if you're out in the water i feel like your hide could be so much easier of a setup in a sense i would say most places we hunt we already have pre-made blinds so it's right. like we pull the boat in, hide the boat, get up on the blind, and, and you're, you're good to get done. Yeah. Right. Throw out your two dozen decoys, and you're good to go. We don't have to set an A-frame up. We don't have to set a layout blind. Layout. I, you know, that might be the reason layout. I don't like to lay on. I feel like over time, like, the layouts, like, they just look like crap. I mean, there's certain ways that you can really brush them in good, but it takes a lot of work. Our biggest thing was when we went this year, we just had a lot of guys going. There mm -hmm. was seven or eight of us, mm -hmm. and you could hide two or three or four of the layout blinds, but eventually you get eight guys out there and it just looks like a giant lump. That's what we ran into once. I think we had 11 guys out there. Jeez. Wow. We usually hunt right around 10. 10, 11 people, depending on how many birds we got in the fields wise. And trying to hide those 11 layout blinds out there and trying to convince myself that nobody's peeking through the blind it was such a discouraging hunt i'll tell you that it well, really has a really good story about that actually <laughs> i wouldn't quite call it a good story but i didn't get i didn't get criticized because I, I had my uh dakota my second dakota coat on okay and we were fully covered up there was nine of us that day i think mm -hmm. the only part of me sticking out of all of us was my elbow was cut off Oh. And a guy came up to me and threw corn on me and said, they're flying because your elbow is sticking out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, it, got, it got a little heated there for a minute. <laughs> there's a way to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's a way to talk to somebody out there. Because I mean, we got problems, too. I think people peeking over. Because we... I think we hunted layouts maybe once or twice in the last two years. We strictly A-frames, ditch lines, hiding in the ditch, whatever it may be. But like people are just looking straight up or, or the the sides aren't covered all the way. We get caught outside like everybody else does too. But um, yeah, people just jump right to the hide right away. Right. And it, it also depends on who we're hunting with because we hunted with guys. We have you know, colorful calls on. Uh -huh. They're, they're semi-colorful. Right. And we have guys that don't care and they right. swear that there's no big deal and we've killed lots of birds with it on but then there's some guys that if it's not black gray or tan don't don't, don't bring it. it yeah that's what we had a guy that, uh last year i think i brought him up in the last podcast mike yeah and he came out we were doing i think an afternoon hunt and he's from southwest ohio i think it is he comes out, drives up here, comes out in the field, and he's got a pink hoodie on underneath his actual hoodie. Nice quality. And I'm like, dude, are you serious right now? I mean, we killed birds over here on, but I was he's like, talking about Mike Murr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to call you. I tell you that. Damn. He wanted to call you to make fun of you for making fun of him. Oh yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Don't come at me, bro. But yeah, no, it was. Yeah, he came out with a pink hoodie. I'm like, dude. That's gonna have to come off. <laughs> well, like we left it on actually. Uh -huh. I was just like, whatever. I mean, as long as you keep your head down, your face down, whatever it is. Like, was that that next day after we did the podcast? Mm, no, no, no. This no. was a different hunt. Yeah, that was oh, a different okay. hunt. That was a different hunt. The next day after the podcast is when we had those specks and snows that I didn't know about. Oh, okay. 
we had a huge feed going on and they're like there's specs right above us i was like no there's not dude like, i'm out here all the time like i would have seen some specs out here we get done with the hunt and everybody's like yeah those specs i'm like you guys actually seen the specs so like yeah tar or the barbelly and everything i'm like are you serious right now and then i got a call from a buddy that hunts across the road he's like yeah did you guys shoot any of those snows or blues out there i'm like are you kidding me like there's snows <laughs> out there too and i never even knew it like so i went to roost and actually seen them and just absolute studs too so i would so wish like that was one hunt this year i completely regret not pulling this trigger i don't care how far they would have been like in Michigan to knock one of those down. Take yeah. a poke at it, yeah. This is the first year we've seen we've seen shot some lessers and saw quite a bit of specs out here. Really? Over by you guys, right? Yeah. 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 And we don't ever get specs in our area. Really? Yeah, no. We didn't unfortunately we didn't get to shoot any, but we saw them. Right. Which I because I, I was driving to his house to go pick him up and I I looked in the field and I, I saw geese and I was like, Oh, just geese, we're good and then I was like, wait a minute orange yeah. <laughs> hold up that's not right that's a farm goose yeah. like, stop and i got my camera on me and i, I was like oh those are specs awesome i've like well waddle out there try to take pictures and go get him come back and i'm like you ever seen a spec before no well you're about to <laughs> so do you do camera work or no i do a little bit of camera work i my girlfriend bought me one last year um for i think a birthday and it's i got a what is it a 500 millimeter lens on it okay. so i try it's like an extended lens i'm not very good at it that's how hard it's what so kind of camera did you get a nikon d20 i think is what okay. it's called so i like think that. that was one of the ones i was looking at getting yeah i don't yeah. it takes good pictures i just would have to know how to actually run it right. it outsmarts me yeah <laughs> well, it's so tough yeah like when we had that the photographer guy here yeah how he was he was had to get it all right and everything he was, i can't do that a lot goes into it oh, a lot sure. goes yeah. into it yeah <clears throat> that's like i said that's an art itself i mean some of the pictures you see on social media and stuff are just absolutely unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's insane. It's right settings and everything. The settings and just like even the patience to even get those kind of clips from like the birds or deer or whatever it is. Like it's, it's nuts. I, I was watching a thing the other day. There was a person out in like Alaska or something and he was there for like two weeks to get one shot of like a snow leopard or something like that. It's like, I couldn't even imagine. I don't have that patience. Right, right. I cannot imagine spending two weeks for one picture. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, so, do you guys hunt with, like, like you said you guys hunted with a lot of people this year. Did they have dogs, or? We only hunted with dogs, what, Lots. three? Oh, well, down in Kansas. Yeah. But yeah. here, none. Who did you guys go, Freelance Kansas, or? No. We went with a guide company down there. Okay. Yeah. How was that? It was all right. Um... I'll let Hunter take that question. <laughs> it was it was okay. It was all right. I'm I'm not gonna name no names down there. They were okay. Okay. Um. I don't know. The hunting itself. The was hunting great. was the hunting was great. We slaughtered geese yeah, down there. The hunting was awesome, yeah. but it was the experience of the lodge that wasn't good. Really? I I've never been to a guide, so that's my first time. So right. I'd like to compare it to others. I don't know how it's like, but just talking to other guys, it just seemed a little unprofessional, maybe childish. Oh, really? Well, there was some blow-ups by the guides fighting with the owner of the company. They were getting drunk. I just, I don't know. Two I don't, people got fired while we were yeah. down there. What? It was an interesting experience. Who did I just talk to in that, that happened? I feel like we just talked to somebody that happened. I forget who it was, but they're talking the same thing. Like, like the guide service was, like, just absolutely just horrendous. Like, yeah. It was like, For 500 bucks a day per oh, guide, it, it wasn't. 
No, I don't think it might. Have. I, got, I don't know who it was. Like Kendall? Yeah. yeah Probably because that's who we were with. Oh, maybe that was it, yes. Yeah, we went down there with them. Yes. So, yeah, that was probably who it was with. Okay, maybe that was them. Because I talked to somebody else recently about it, too, and they said this, like, a different area, but same thing. Yeah, that's tough, though. That's what, I don't know. We could shoot little geese, big geese. Both. Everything, yeah. We yeah. shot cacklers, lessers, and just uh, Canada's. Canada's. <laughs> That's a whole... I always want to say Canadian, but right, right. I've been told a couple of times that's wrong, so I'm trying to correct myself. What's right anymore? That's what I'm you know, saying. Exactly. Like, well, who cares? They get the point, right? Well, because I heard there's a thing with the cameras even now, like, what is it, Nikon and Canyon or something? That, like, yeah, like that. It's like a huge thing. If you sh- like take pictures with this camera, like you're getting talked about, and if you take pictures with this camera, you're getting talked about. Who cares? <laughs> no, right. It's, it's just like, come on. That's what I'm saying. They're like, both high-end camera right. camera companies. They're just nitpicking, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, sorry. This one has 10 more shutter speeds faster right. than the Canon does or whatever. <laughs> there comes a point where you're just thinking well, too much into it's, it. It's yeah. just like Hoyt versus Matthews or Benelli versus... Oh, easy there. Okay. I, I mean, Matthews is definitely number one of the game. Right. I, I mean, I, it's all about preference, though, right? <laughs> it is preference. It's about if the ball feels good in your hand, if it has a smooth enough draw cycle for you, and it it's a very forgiving bow for you to hit where you want to hit. That's pretty much it. But I'm not going to go into the deer. <laughs> now, see, he's my bow guy because I've always shot bow tech. He's always shot well, bow I've shot bow tech. I, I shoot a lot of bow tech. I say I shoot a Matthews now, but... Uh, is it forgiving? Huh? Is it forgiving? It is. So when you shoot it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shoot Matthews too, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I did. I mean, I'm going to again, but... What kind of Matthews? Uh, no cam. No cam. Oh, that's one of those smooth ones. Hmm? That's one of those smoothest ones they had out there. It's got dust on it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I shot the price I pulled out in 20 years. Um, I pulled it out this summer. Or fall. But I put it away really quickly. I say, did you shoot it? And you say, don't stick my waterfall? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> pretty much. Okay. After I hit the tree four times way over here to the right, when the target was way to the left. Hey, that just means you got to shoot your bow more. Well, I wasn't aiming at the target. I was aiming at that fly on the on the tree bark. Yeah, I yeah. drilled that sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I drilled it. Just no one seen it. That's why I hit it. No, I don't know. With waterfall, I feel like... I mean, do you guys get that with even your calls-wise? Like, with, like, people, like... I don't know, going back and forth and... and... Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah. yeah. When we go to shows, it's super... It can be frustrating, because there's a lot of time that goes into them, and you got to... You have to blow a call a certain way. So if you're, right. I mean, if you're blowing like a, um, like a JJ Layers right. or a couple of these other companies, you don't have to give any voice inflection. But it's the same. Yeah, just a whole different, but a whole different feel of how you blow it. And our calls, you do have to give a voice inflection. You have to give a grunt to it. Right. Um, and and some guys just don't know how to do that, which it's fine. Sometimes you can convince them that that that's they should you know they can learn on your call. And other times that's just what they're used to and they don't want it. Yeah, that's. I feel like a lot of people even too, like the, especially the, like the new callers. I feel like they just think like same thing with the dog. I think they think they're just gonna pick up that call and it's gonna just sound absolutely incredible, just like they hear on TV or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And they're gonna keep buying calls until they hit that one. And so instead of just sticking with the one and practicing with it, I was calling for five years before I even did my first competition call. See, dude, I'm nervous. Do you guys competition call? No, I'm so nervous about that. You want to do it? No, not no. really. No, I say I did it for four years. I don't know. I might have to wear the pens if I go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit. What was that? What was that blowing on stage? I was blowing my 
my lynch mob executioner. Well, we are looking to put somebody in the Bay City Waterfall Festival this year. Oh, easy for there, competition. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, cows, cows, like yeah, you could do it. Yeah, yeah, not me. You could do it. Not me. No, yeah, um, I don't think you ever heard me goose call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First time uh, we did a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So like shit. No, so, you actually sounded really good. I'm surprised. Really? Yeah. Surprised? I was. Well, you just like surprised that I did it. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, dude. I don't know. I have to get my goose call so you can actually hear me. I'm telling you. Um, going back to we'll, we'll talk later, Will. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. How much money again? <laughs> uh, going well, back to meet these mics real quick. Yeah. <laughs> going back to the hunting aspect of everything. Um. Mostly water. You guys hunt big groups on the water too, and it's all it's all public. You said mostly for water. Yeah, we hunt pretty much exclusively public. We have a couple private spots that we a couple private fields and stuff. Okay. But in our area, it's there's five or six big farmers that own everything and lease everything. So right. getting that getting those p- private spots is a little bit harder in our area. But right. we do mainly public. I'd say. Uh, do you guys run into a lot of people out that way? Yeah, there's there's quite a bit, and we travel a lot. Like a lot of our hunts are in you know the Bay Area, Shiawassee. We we hunted more two hours away from our house this year than right next door. So, any issues that you've ran into, or any issues that stuck out on the on the or the public land? Boats, fishermen, fishermen, fishermen do not like decoys and bowling calls and shooting guns. They'll go right up to them. They don't even care. Oh, they don't care at all. What lake were we at? Was it Lake Hudson? Hudson. We were at Lake Hudson, which is about 30 minutes from our house, and it's just a a DNR location, and we were hunting it. a big muskie trolling spot, and they don't take, you get about 20 boats out there, which we we were packing up anyways. We're like, well, 20 boats, we're not going to get anything to work. These ducks are like, "Mm -mm, I'm not going to land in any water. But then they get right up on your, they'll run your decoys right over, and you're yelling at them like, hey, I'm here, and they don't care. They don't look at you, though. That's what happened when we hunted, uh, Oh gosh, what lake was that? Was that oh, you like, guys? Oh gosh, was that? Do those antlers smell as bad as that dog fart? I don't know that one. I don't know where that's It's out by you guys, I think. I think it's actually more towards Grass Lake. Okay, gotcha. Um, we hunted that lake before, and that was literally filled up with fishermen, like, by 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. It was stupid. Yeah, and as soon as you see them unloading and, and getting in there, you're like, nah. Might as well pack up that's decoys. It, that's over. It's a breakfast morning for it's us. A bre- yeah, it's a breakfast. We, we, I mean, we even we got packed up. We were pretty pissed with the guy because, I mean, he, he did it through three times he was just looping in he, our just, he kept looping oh, really? the, the first time we yelled at him and he drove away and i was like oh he just didn't see us right and i'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt the second time i'm yelling at him we're trying to get his attention he won't look at us though third Obviously. time he got a shell racked in about the, 20 yards in front the, of the, the boat the third time we shot a shell across like and it spooked him and he drove off well then we got in the boat and drove up we tried talking to him I'm like what what is your what's your issue and he he wouldn't even look at us i was like well so you guys are mainly way out on you missing then or you guys not like out hunting? No. No, we find like islands and, and that kind of stuff. We'll hunt off islands. Oh, so what are they fishing for? You said musky? Musky. Yeah, they're trolling for musky. Trolling for musky. Mm-hmm. Well, he's supposed to be in the deep. He's just reeling his poles up being a you know what. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. We deal with like people like in the, in the units and stuff like that. 
kind of being fishy and all shooting towards us kind of thing and mm -hmm. i don't know i just don't have time for it all just a giant headache really that's know. what's nice about the draw the draw is so it's taken so seriously and everything's very on point nobody's nobody's gonna come to your spot nobody's gonna touch you nobody's gonna be near you everybody's in their own individual area and there's about 10 dnr officers watching everything that goes down so if anybody is kind of messing with you it's just like well yeah, it's a short amount there. of time like this oh we've gotten we the guy we hunt with has gotten phone calls hey can you see me oh really he's like where are you at <laughs> oh i see you how many steps do i have to back up Oh, you can't, can't see, see you me. anymore. Well, I can see you. Cool. I know now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he always makes a joke. He'll get a phone call and be like, are you in your wetsuit, Submarine style? You know, sneak yeah, up beside yeah. me? <laughs> they do. Well, they sneak up on nowhere. Really, yeah, they do. I mean, uh, over here, it, it, it's very jam-packed. Like, you can look mm -hmm. 75 yards down, and you can see the person hunting from you. Mm -hmm. So if those birds aren't decoying directly, like, just dropping from the heavens. Yep. See, this, this is the hunt I know. Swing. This is the water hunt I know. See, I don't know too much. <laughs> you're in your field shit. I just don't. I, I did it for a couple of years, but I just, like I said, it's just like that kind of stuff. But I, I've never really traveled, like, out of the way from around here either for that. So, I mean, it could have been different for me if I would have. I've only hunted, um, uh, what is it? What's, oh, Harsons. I've only hunted there once. Um, I think I've hunted Saginaw, like, the bay once. And it was, like, it was, I think it was my first ever duck hunt ever by myself. So it was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it's not a whole lot of, like, traveling for water hunts. We have to travel if we want to shoot more than one or two ducks per hunt. Okay. With our area. Most years. I mean, two years ago, we had a pretty good season there. Yeah, we did. And it just really depends on how the weather hits us and how the water's going and where the food source is. Right. For some reason this year, I don't know why, but the Mallards didn't want to travel inland. We had no Mallards. Yeah, no, I, I had a very hard time this year with our mallards. Our wood ducks were outrageously everywhere, but you, I couldn't convince them to do anything. Right. You get about 10 minutes with them in the morning, and then they're gone. They're right. out of there. Right. Sounds boring. Yeah. Yeah, our mallards, I've said before, they, they didn't show up to the last two weeks of season for us. And, like, in the field side, I mean, when they showed up, it was insane. But, uh, yeah, they just never wanted to travel down with the warm weather and... and I don't know. I kind of say the water, like the floods in the field, like the sheet water kind of didn't really help out in the fields either. But, I mean, it was just so warm this year. Super warm. Yeah, it didn't get cold till mid-December, really, for the split. That's yeah, about it. We had a weird winter. Yeah, super weird. And then all of a sudden, we're getting all the snow now. Yeah, now, now we're getting snow. Right, where is it, all this coming from? It's it's nuts. Um, I want to kind of talk about off-topic of waterfowl, your elk calls. Okay. Because it's kind of interesting. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that? It's a cow call. Oh. <laughs> like, wait, you never watch Elk Hunter? No, I have, but I just like... <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I turn your mic off? <laughs> Our Elk calls are pretty basic. We don't offer a bull. We just have a cow out call, which is... Oh, come on. It's all we can do right now. <laughs> I'm going Elk Hunt next year. <laughs> Make one just special for me. All right, gotcha. All right, sweet. I want a bugle tube and everything. Lockdown sounds. That would be sweet. It would be sweet. Have We're you guys so ever gone or no? How can you know? Nope. That would be... Well, I meant... So, how different is that? Obviously, it's probably a diaphragm call more likely. 
No. No? Is it like actually like a... It's a, it's a reed. Is it, it goes recall? It goes into a 5 eighths uh, hole. So we create a bare... We'll, we'll create an insert kind of... It's almost like you're blowing into the insert kind of thing. Okay. It's a reed that's on top of a tone board, but it just sticks out. You stick it in the 5 eighths hole, and then I turn wood or acrylic or whatever you want to go around it. Oh, okay. So all of our, our outcalls, our woody whistles, predator, squirrel, rabbit, duck... Those all fit into the same barrels for us. Okay. So that way when somebody says, hey, I like that barrel, but I want an out call, it's just a simple insert, pop it in and out, and yeah, then what they want. super nice, then. That was, they're all well, I, was, I was actually kind of getting to the thing, like, if you did the cow calls, that were like the diaphragm calls, I was like, how much different is that than a turkey call? We've never tried a cow diaphragm Because I could call. do a cow call on a turkey call. I imagine it's probably not much different. I can't see much different, but I'm just curious. Um, I'm guessing if you've, you've got the bat wing from us, but I'm guessing if you just took like a two read. Oh, I got all three. Oh, true. <laughs> I bought all three. He gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> My so guess is if you just did a flat no, read. No, I bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> If you just did a flat read, my guess is it'd come out pretty close. Yeah, if you just do like a two point five read, and it'd probably just give it that little bit of raspiness to it. But okay, do you guys make all your circuit calls in studio or in not studio, but in shop or whatever? We have two shops we run out of. One shop that we do pretty much all of our duck and goose work out of, our grunt work out of, and then we have another machine shop about twenty minutes away that we go to to do some of our not as popular stuff. Just if we don't have the money to buy, you know, the three hundred thousand dollar equipment and stuff like that. That's what we'll do for if we ever need a CNC machine or for anything or certain drill presses, stuff like that. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was mainly trial and error. Um, we just introduced our new duck insert in the fall. That was right at the beginning of duck season. We introduced that. Um, it took us about nine months to produce that, I'd it say. It took us forever. I was say, because, I mean, a lot of these newer companies coming up that are making their own and stuff like that, all Echo stuff. All yeah, and that's yeah, what we wanted to avoid. Yep. Right. Well, we, we jig, the echo. Yeah, we figured when we every and if they're making their own insert, they're drilling it out. Right. Normally, they're following a public jig, right. unless they've mastered their own jig. It's all echo. Yeah. That's why when they when they're blowing on t- you know TikTok or Instagram or something, you can instantly hear that highball that the echo gives, mm-hmm. and it's you know what it's way up there you know right there it's it's a public jig you're using here's an echo jig which is fine that's fine yeah no it's fine it's just i mean that's the difference between um good calls and bad calls not even that they're bad calls i shouldn't say that but like just making the difference between the two calls you know what i mean yeah we decided to go way away from we we stepped away from echo as quick as we could as we figured when we go to like we're going to Game Fair. We're going to Ducks, Texas. You guys are going to Game Fair? Yeah. Yep. Game oh, Fair, Ducks, Texas, uh, Delta, Waterfall down in Arkansas, uh, Maryland you for their Waterfall Festival. Dive Bomb? Not no, this year. Not no. We're on the wait list for next year for Dive Bomb. Let's see. Um, the uh, National NW, whatever it is. NWTF. Yeah. We're on the wait list for that. Uh, we're we're on the wait twice, actually, because we're going for a waterfowl festival and then back in February for NWTF. You guys need a little ride. I mean, somebody to drive, I'll come with you, dude, because <laughs> Game Fair, I really, really want to go there. And then the NWTF, I really want to go to that, too. Just yeah. experience all yeah. that. Apparently, I'm invited for next year. Are you? Yeah. That girl from Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She wants me to come out. That'd be a lot of good, uh, I don't know. Atmosphere, I guess you want to say? Yeah, for sure. What we've learned a lot about shows, I mean, doing Outdoorama, Novi, the Ultimate Sports Show, Grand Rapids, uh, Northeast Ohio Sportsman Show, demographic is key. We can right. go We can go into a festival with 40,000 hunters, but 
it's duck hunters we need to make our money. So. Yeah, well, you just need that certain people out of that whole group, though, too. Right. What it might say, like, say you got a small following, you know, you need to reach those 10 people on yeah. there. It doesn't matter that you have 20,000 followers. As long as those 10 people reach you guys. Right, that's what matters. Right. But, I mean, that's got to be a hard thing, too, to kind of separate your guys' calls from the other calls that we talked about. Well, well, the hard part is showing up, and then, and you don't know your demographic, because some of your demographic thinks that a call should cost $10. Right. Because they're used to looking at something in Cabela's that does cost $10. Right. And um, I'm like, that well. I, and I try, we sat next to a booth uh, in Grand Rapids, and it was all CNC'd work and plastic. And they were like, well, you guys are more expensive. We were only more expensive by about 10 bucks. And I was like, yeah, but he's he's different than me. Well, how so? I turn mine by hand. I have to take a lot of time. He's just buying his goods and throwing it together and selling it. Right. I can't charge the same as he can because I need to make money. Right, you're losing yeah. at that point. He's, he's I buying think his exact words where he walked up and said, well, sell me on it before I go buy one of his. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, and I, and I try. We, um, Younger guy? No. Really? The, the, like, what, mid-40s? Mid-40s. The worst, the worst part that we run into a lot is is you got to find the guys that appreciate the call. Right, right. And if, right. They, if they're just there for any run-of-the-mill call, they don't really care as long as it makes a duck noise, it's hard to sell them at that point because they'll just go buy the cheapest thing they can find. Right, yeah. But I'm like, I don't know, if you're at a show and you're looking for that, you should have just stopped at Cabela's. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's the thing, though, too. It's just like uh, um, they don't know, like, for me, like, making my jigs and stuff. I make jigs for the river here. Okay. They don't know. Like, people don't realize all the work that goes behind the scenes to make the jigs or whatever whatever you're making, calls, jigs, poles, shotgun shells, whatever it is. It takes so much more time than people think just throwing stuff together and, and just throwing it out there to the public. There's so much time and money and just your own right. personal I mean I Willie has to get after me at shows because I'm I'm the certain person that all of my ego is thrown into those calls mm-hmm. every single one's tuned and I, and I spend a lot of time on the sound and so my life is in that call and so when someone walks up and blows it and they're like I hate that call it sounds like crap I take it personally a little bit and right. so obviously there's times that I'll blow it and then right. they're like well how do I get to sound like that and I'll try teaching them but most guys don't they don't we had, we had a friend group come at come up at Grand Rapids and three of them blew our calls two of them bought our calls and he focused on the one friend who didn't like it so he didn't buy one and I was like we sold to two of the three friends like that's a good sale now I mean, two of them loved it the third one couldn't blow a call very well that isn't a bad thing though to look at the people that don't buy it though right so for is, sure it's just because of the fact that like it just makes you improve that much more on, on right. what they want what they see I guess you want to say and we're such different people we're such different characters we both show I would say finesse in different areas right. I am I'm so much more involved in Fine the, detail the, the, the detail of the call but not the people right so selling is not my forte because right. I'm the type of person that's like buy it if you're gonna buy it if you're not gonna buy it just keep walking. Keep walking. Right. I'm not dealing with you. But that that's where he comes in, and, and he's more of the finesse with the people and, and selling it and keep the bright, shiny face on. And it shows on me more. When we go to shows and we're not doing very well, it definitely shows on me more than at him. It wears me down because I spent a lot of time turning that call, and now it's not selling, and I'm, it gets frustrating. I, we show our frustrations a little differently. Right. Well, that's the thing, though, too. Like, even the buddies that I have that go to the shows and stuff, that first time they went to a show, they didn't sell anything. 
that one call and the next year like that exploded so it's just like the exposure that you're putting out there i mean there, there's going to be some bad years or bad shows but how you bounce back from that and learn from those other shows i mean that's the thing you got to just really look at in that aspect well like our calls we we got a cup of water and so we've tuned them and they have ridges in the in the tone board oh nice. and so you can dump it dunk it in water and, and get the reed fully wet submerge it and it blows it okay. doesn't it doesn't stick at all and it depends on who you're talking to some of the guys there thought that was the coolest thing ever and that sold them on it because oh, sure. you can't you cannot blow enough saliva into it to make it stick right um but other guys and that's just the demographic you're dealing with that's not a selling point they don't they don't care which is wild to me because the sticking part is a huge thing in a duck huge. Right. there's nothing worse than that second group coming in and right. not being able to call that yeah. that thing is squeaking before it actually quacks yeah well it's something that you just can't even get like whether it sticks or it's froze or whatever it is i mean it's just such a, a frustrating time out in the field to not have that call like yeah and you're trying to clean the reed off and you're trying yeah. to wipe down the tone board and then you don't get it yeah, whatever it's called you bend your reed, if you bend your reed you're done for the day with your, with that call at least right um right. but this it just depends your demographic some of the guys really thought it was cool other guys didn't but um you just hope it's a good selling point. That's why some of these bigger shows we're going to, like Game Fair in, in Ducks, Texas, and down in Arkansas, I'm hoping those guys that we meet with are just a little bit more, I would say, serious about it. Well, even you know, even if they are the same kind of people that you're dealing with here, which you're probably going to do with some of that, it's still getting that name out there and just getting more exposure oh, yeah. for you guys. You know what I mean? For sure. Obviously, you guys might not make as much as you'd like, but there's always a plus side to even just showing up and showing your face and your brand out there. Yeah, and we're we're a lifetime guarantee too. We tell everybody that oh, if, really? they, if they ever want to ship it back in and get it retuned, repolished, resanded, whatever they want, the chips. That's a huge. Thing we too. will fix it. Right. We've had lots of guys send in um, inserts and want them retuned. Huh. There's no question. There's no questions asked. Now, obviously, if you blow your call apart, like if it's in pieces, right. then I'm like, okay, what did you How did you do? do but, but to be honest with you, oh, we've had we've had a couple guys blow them up. They've contacted us, and we don't think you're going to do anything. But we've replaced it free of charge. One guy literally ran his call over with his boat trailer. Oh, yeah, really? he was like, "Can you do anything?" And I was like, "Yeah, send it back." Yeah, I mean, we're, we're such a small company that uh, personal personability with with the customer is very important. Oh, yeah. So if if anything's going to win out, it has to be our customer service. So if you have an issue with it or you have anything go on, we we instantly go go out there and fix it. We had goose guts. We were we didn't really care for too much and so we switched over to some different some different stuff much much better uh, and so we contacted every every customer that wanted it and said we'll send you out a free new gut to to fix the old one if you don't like it if you like it keep it right. but if you don't we'll send you a brand new one and we had a few guys do it but most of the guys sent us pictures like we absolutely love it and i'm like well that's good i'm glad you like it okay. no that's a huge thing i mean like you said you hit it right on right on the nose like customer service even the bigger companies like i would much rather choose this one over the next one just because of uh, the the customer service of things i mean that is absolutely huge for companies anything anything really any company yeah i mean yeah. whether it be for me or yours or, or whatever it may be like just being able to communicate with those kind of people i mean yeah. it's it's that's what makes a difference to be able to talk to people like that that's what's crazy that people don't see it that way yeah but i mean that's i think it's a learning curve that we've only we've only been to like the novi's and the saginaw's and all that stuff this year's the first year texas is a may um at international texas speedway 
and I think they're gonna have like 55 60,000 people walk through wow. there in a three-day span wow, so um, this is the really first giant show that we'll be going to that's put on by uh, I think what Benelli um, Benelli's there uh, it's, it's all your major ammunition brands are there it's all just Winchester's big, just big names this is when we used to get uh, Migra coming in to do a podcast. Probably one in person and one over the phone. I saw I saw the nice Migra sign. Yeah, they're actually coming home with us next year. Are you guys spo- are you sponsored by Migra? Uh, kind of. Kind of? It's not on the Hero Road somebody? North side. That's on the Great Lakes side. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> oh. We, we get... We get um, a little bit off on themselves. I buy a lot of their product. Well, when I can, that's kind of the thing with them is finding their product. That's the hardest part. I go to Sportsman Warehouse and occasionally yeah. they have it, but either I don't know. Maybe I don't know how to run their website. Their website's always weird to me. Where I, you, I don't think you can buy it straight from the website. You find a dealer. After this, I'll get it. I'll because I can't think of it now or I'd say it. There's a company that you can go to off of Instagram and they usually have a bunch that you can. I got you. Buy okay. it. We usually get. I think what last year I think we got twelve or thirteen cases. I think it was what it was. The twos and fours are money. Yeah, yeah. I shot the twos and fours all last year. They were yeah. They were jacking birds up. I uh, I really enjoy shooting their their stuff. That's for sure. And just same thing though, like the interaction, even just putting like us on their story or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. I mean, like that that shows a lot for a company. Oh yeah, that's right. ex- extra views, extra right. every extra everything. Right and. Man, I'm already crapping my pants with having those guys travel all the way up here. <laughs> say, find some birds. Oh, man, I'm going to hope we can. Yeah. I, I, call me crazy. I already kind of feel like I know where I want to take them. Oh, yeah. But we got this field that floods out over here, and it's going to be all standing corn this year. So I'm not going to hunt it once until they show up. Let that thing load up. Yeah. Yeah. Last year we shot, or two years ago now, last year we shot a 10-man mallards out of it, and then the year... Before that, we shot an eight-man within, like, 45 minutes, and then we shot an 11-man within, like, an hour and a half. Wow. Man, that's right. a good field. That is a really good field. Yeah. Maybe we'd like field hunting if we did that every day. <laughs> yeah, we might. Yeah, it was it was nuts. I mean, the sheet water's perfect. It's only, like, shin deep, too, so it's just... Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Now that's something we haven't we haven't gotten to branch into yet, and we've we've been trying a little bit, but we don't quite have the name of the following yet. We don't have any any like uh, I would say hunting brand partnerships. We do have partnerships with a coffee company, with a mustard company. Really? Um, for yeah, we have we have uh, recipes. That's that's his line over there. Recipes on our website. So we're partnered with mustard. So we met a guy at the Northeast Ohio show in January. Like mustard and ketchup. Just mustard. Just mustard. Just mustard. Oh, like, like that? Yes, yes. Okay. This he, is first he has his own mustard company, and I was talking. He thought I was stupid and crazy the whole time, but I ended up talking to the guy for like an hour one day at the show, and he wanted to create an entire recipe book of nothing but game game meals. Oh, that's sweet. So we partnered up with him, and we're doing basically trying out a bunch of dishes because every week we get together, we call it Duck Thursday, and we do game meals. Okay. At first, we just did duck breasts and different meals with duck and stuff, but we've done everything from like goose sliders to pulled duck, um, really? barbecue duck pizza stuff like that. Yeah. So we I'll part- check that out. Yeah. Sure. So we partnered up with that guy, and the page on the website I think should be launching next week. But we're partnering with him to do just a whole series of game dishes with. You know his mustard. Really cool. Ooh, my bad. I'm let, I guess I was not supposed to let that out. That's all right. People get excited about it. I, I will. Honestly, I thought it was out. No. Not quite. Okay, well, first heard here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which uh, shout out to uh, Bucky at Taxidermy. Um, that is my first partnership. 
hasn't been released yet, actually. But uh, gotcha. Nice. Look at us just dropping a bunch We're of information. We're just dropping information. Yep. Uh, yeah. Say Bucky at Taxidermy guy Jared. He does. He's actually doing my deer mount right now for this year. Gotcha. Shot a hundred and thirty-four inch in two eats, I think. Damn. Or ten point. Damn, this year. So impressive. Yeah. Yeah, oh, one big shout out to Trojan County. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> For giving me the time that I need. Shout out, shout out to Sheen. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever heard about Sheen Waiters? Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Never heard of it. You so never I, heard of Sheen? I've heard of him. Sheen Laundry. I had a buddy. I had a buddy come in, and he's. <laughs> it still hasn't dropped yet, but yeah, it will. He, he's. I, I don't know. I'm still editing that one. We're like half brothers. He's full ginger. I'm like half ginger. So I we're like we're like half brothers. You know, we're, <laughs> we're about the same as smarts. Too many to shave that mustache off. I'll tell you that right now. No, we keep that. Keep no. it. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so I was telling him about the waiters and the sick waiters and stuff like that, and uh, um, yeah, they started making fun of me because they never heard of it. I was like, dude, I'm telling you, there's a company out there. No, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, I heard they're amazing waiters. I, shoot, I know they're right there with Sitka. A lot of guys yeah. on forums will battle back and forth. They think who's better. Right. Um, I think they're the same price, and they're both They're, like they're both $1,100, and then obviously tax and fees and all that. That's like $1,400 that you walk out the right. door. The only thing, um, I heard Sheen's more comfortable. I did hear that, too. But I heard that Sitka's uh, fix, fixing their people that you send in fix real quick I thought oh, they're better yeah, yeah but yeah. then it comes down to like Sheen makes some clothing they do now have a coat and yeah. a, a vest but if you're trying to match then it's like oh I'll just go with the Sika because it at least matches everything else I've got on see I just got brown on mine like my Sika waders okay because I like those solid color, colors though I don't know what it is I just yeah. I hate being that guy this is just a personal thing I hate being that guy like head to toe like nah. marsh camo yeah. or mm -hmm. like timber camo or what. out in the field yeah i wear my marsh bibs marsh vest and like black or brown hoodie underneath we had to change up our camo system mid-season last year because we switched we usually hunt you know open water so we're in a blind on the tree line we're wearing nothing but dark clothes i wore the same coat deer hunting that i did duck hunting okay and then we switched over to flooded corn for pretty much the entire second half of the year so really? we were just dark blobs in the corn and had to go out and switch up our entire top camo system yeah i think that's a very well overlooked thing too though with like hiding wise like people don't realize that mm -hmm. um going back to the calls real quick i've always wanted to get a wooden call yeah how often do you have to, what, maintenance or, or, or I don't know, I heard a lot of stuff like you got to oil the call or wax the calls down, like... It depends on if you used a dried or stabilized wood. Okay. We only use dry wood and stabilized wood. Okay. Um, we seal it with oil and then use a seal polish over top of it. Gotcha. We haven't had a single call come back to us. No, it should it should be okay. Like you're not the, So normally they want you to oil and polish it oil it really because they wanted to absorb something so it's not absorbing water right so it's not yeah. expanding um we seal it i haven't had one anybody complain about it but uh if i guess if the seal started to come off flake off then yeah you'd you'd have to repolish it but then that's where the lifetime warranty comes in right right yeah no i like i said i always just i like the sounds of the wood i like the what's the word i'm looking for they they absorb the sound that comes out of the barrels it's, yeah. it's a much more natural tone coming right. out of wood right. i i don't care about my my duck 
the duck, I don't care. I'm not. A, I don't go back and forth. But goose, I will swear the the I'll, the woods way better. Really, that gets such a more grunty, girthy sound out of the wood. And again, that's depends on who you're talking to because right. I've tuned my calls now because I had a lot of guys tell me they wanted it higher pitched. So we came to we went to a show and I I made a little higher pitched. They're a little quicker. Mm-hmm. They're I would say in between a lesser and a, a Canada. It's like where it's, you can go a little faster, but it's a little more high pitched. And then I had a lot of guys tell me that's too high pitched. And I'm like, well, you can tune it. And right. You can pull it in and out. But I was like, I got to I gotta bring them in a certain way, fashion, because I brought them more grunt style. They right. were just much lower toned. And a lot of guys were like, I want it to go faster. Right. And so it's you just, a, it's an in-between of what you like and preference. And But the wooden calls, I think they're, for goose calls, way better. I'll have to check that out for you guys. Because I was the same way. I, I like that real deep call, like, I don't know, I'll even say last year, or two years ago now. Like, I really like that deep, just big old Canada. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like the, the Draders. But over the last few years, like looking back, why we've been shooting a lot more smaller birds and bigger numbers are flying in. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like that higher pitch and quickness of everything yeah. kind of really just getting to them lately. That's, that's the new trend now. I think everybody yeah. wants that. Well, when you hop on YouTube or Instagram and you hear all those guys calling, oh, it doesn't matter what they're calling at. It's it's machine gunning, you know, it's just, it's just a train of sound at them. I feel like when it used to be, a lot of the guys that are used to flutes. That's what we get oh, to. Is right. the guy that are used to flute? They're like, well, how different this is going to be from a flute? I'm like, very different from the flute. Do you guys do any flutes or no? Not no. yet. Not yet. You not yet. Like no. I've tried to blow them. Blow one. I can't do it. Just blow flute for a long time. Really? Yep. Hmm. It's just it's just so much different for the, those guys coming over that don't know how to blow the short reed because they they want to. But it just doesn't. Uh, it it correlates, but it doesn't correlate. Right, right. Because um, you have to just grunt at that short read so much more if you want it to to really bellow like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I guess I can't agree because I wasn't able to blow that one. But I can see like what you're trying to say though for sure. What kind of flute did you blow? The skin flute. Yes, you I did, did blow the skin flute. Yes. Hmm. Imagine that. <laughs> you just walked right into that. Wow. Right, <laughs> I'm trying to think what flute it was called. This it is like he edits the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh shit, what was it? I got you, didn't I? Yeah, I know you did. I stumped you. <laughs> I was like, skin flute? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, skin plays jokes on me all the time. It's all right. Oh shoot, what was it called? I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, that's fine. It's Next not, episode release. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's not we don't, skin food, uh, I'll tell you that. But. We don't shave the reeds either. No? No, we don't shave reeds. Really? Um, no, none of ours are shaved. Is there a reasoning behind that? I shave my lich bob just for competition calling. Well, I think, yeah, that's kind of the main reason. Some guys don't. The, it almost becomes too easy. Okay. Because ours are already really easy to blow, right. I would say, on the spectrum, and they don't take a lot of back pressure. Okay. They almost take none, which, really? yeah, which it can help be helpful and hurtful because some guys, you know, if you really want to back it off, it doesn't play as well. when it, it wants to be a little more wide open, so when I shave the reeds down, now it becomes even easier to blow, and it really wants to flick. It wants to break over real fast, and then it takes even less uh, back pressure, and it's it just... Of, when, that's, when I heard their calls at Point Malay, they were like... I mean nothing to blow their calls. Well, that's the hard part though, because like you have your like say if yours is shaved, right? Mm-hmm. 
you know how to blow that call, but you're making these calls for everybody else. Yeah. And like yeah. people that can't blow a call, mm -hmm. you're making it for that guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So and that's so. another reason I think us being so different helps because we blow duck calls totally differently. And right. same with goose calls. So I think we balance each other out a little bit when we're trying to make something new because he'll like something I don't. We'll try to find that in between, and that's how we end up with. It's a good good thing to have for sure. Yeah. Obviously a tunable call, too. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, any crazy stories, honey-wise? Crazy stories. Any crazy kills or harvests? Crazy kills. Crazy kills. I don't really have much of anything on that. <sighs> No. Now I'm on the spot trying to think. I, I don't Being know. Neck collar mallards. We've shot zero. I've never seen a band. I've only seen one mallard band. I did take a picture of a hen mallard down by us that had a uh, e collar and a band. Really? Yeah, I got it on my phone. I'll have to show you after the podcast. Was it a backpack? Yeah, backpack. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, with the antenna off the back. I'm taking. I'm taking pictures, and she's. They, you know, it's the middle of summer. They've been people go up there and try to feed them bread and right. corn and stuff. So I'm, I'm taking this opportunity. I'm like, I can get as close to that duck as I want. So I went up there and I'm like, me to you away from the duck, really? shooting pictures of. She's napping, and then she stands up and she goes to like scratch her, scratch her head, and there's bling. I'm like, whoa! And then I stand up and I look back and there's an antenna. She looks like she has a sprig. I'm like, why does this hen mallard have a sprig? That doesn't make no sense. Then I look back, and there it is, an orange little backpack on the back of her. I'm like, what? No Did you get any, way. Bit, uh, any info, info on the band or where she came from or anything? No. I, I, you know what? I should have. I was should've. so excited. It's okay, though. I, was, I have a picture. I don't think you can read the numbers on the band. She was pretty new, um, and then I looked up the... I did look up what lake she was, like, where I was at, and they said they banded, like, 200 females there, and out of those 200, only, like, 90 were left, according to this website. Okay. It was from our local news service. Okay. So I was like, 90? That's pretty, I, I would say that's pretty rare, but that, that's the only thing I've ever seen, and it took all of me not to be like, I could just grab. Right. right. <laughs> Dude, I got this for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, uh, that'd be all. I know one guy over here that shot one this year with a transmitter on his back. Don't know any information about it, but. I heard they want those back pretty quick. See, is there, well, actually, you have to go back and listen to right? Zach Young's podcast. Yeah, 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 that's right, because he, he went out to New Jersey, I want to say. New York. New York. Okay. They shot a uh, backpack brand. Oh, with three bands on his leg? Uh, it was two or three, yeah. It was, wow, like it was one on each foot. Was it that long? I think it was one on each foot and a backpack on it. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, That'd be awesome. You don't have to... They'll keep calling you, and then you just kind of ignore them, and right. they'll go away. Right. From now, what we were told. Don't know if it's I, legal. I, I, don't, I, I just heard that they, they'll pasture you and pasture you because they want it right. because it costs a lot of money. So I don't know how much it costs, but... I, yeah. They supposedly what, give you a replica? Oh, that's what I heard. They give you a replica, I guess. Supposedly. supposedly. That's what Zach said. He said, you probably won't get one. You, as I said, do you want to take that risk? No. No, I don't. If I shot it like that, I want it like that. <laughs> I mean, because odds are you're probably taking that right to the tax room. It's like that day. You right. know I mean? yeah. Finders keepers, hey. losers keepers. Hey. <laughs> it's in your lockbox. Do not lose it. Yeah, I eat enough tag sandwiches. I think you guys can afford another bag. So say yeah. the FBI shows yeah. up and knocks on your door. I'd like your brand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. It's mounted up on the wall over there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just had another question. I completely forgot about it, though. It wasn't about your skin fluid either. No. No. <laughs> No, no. Uh, happy St. Patty's Day, everybody. Yeah. Um, St. Patty's Day. Uh, yep. I 100% forgot. 
I did too. I, I've seen a bunch of pictures and I went to McDonald's today for lunch. A bunch of guys call up work where we're already at the bar at like eight this morning. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Can they know? I can't do that. I got like nope. dehydration problems, so I can't do that. I, I just have drinking problems. No. Well, I went to McDonald's. I don't have a problem drinking at all. <laughs> and the guys and girls are all wearing like skirts and or whatever they are kilts I guess you know, <laughs> man skirts with no underwear on or anything. I don't know about all that but I'm just saying but you don't know about that no I don't oh, know okay. <laughs> neither do I but anyways keep going <laughs> okay Mr. Skinfoot <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> um what do you guys see like I guess goals for the company Goals. I guess it's a very broad question to ask. But what's your, I would say, what's your two-year goal? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, our two-year goal, I would say... Million dollars. At about... <laughs> we wish. <laughs> at about two or 20. <laughs> uh, let's go two. At about the end of the two-year mark, I'd say, is when we're looking to open up our storefront. Yeah, really? The storefront is on, is on the agenda for, that's like, two to three-year goal. Yeah. Okay, I just thought of this. I just don't want to lose it. Way off topic. We brought up the following and stuff like that to get the sponsors per se or whatever else like that. Mm -hmm. What were we talking about? I feel like you don't need the followers or the, the, you need some sort of content wise. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these guys, like people just forget like they're just normal people. You just got to talk to them if they like what, like what you're about and what you are doing and stuff that's what the like what they're going to be following you know what i mean nobody, nobody is above anybody no right and that's the thing like like for you guys like w the worst thing people are going to say is no to you guys right you i think I mean? you know we, we we've tried it a couple times you're we're good i shouldn't say good friends we're talking friends at least to uh pacific calls okay and we met him in uh saginaw right yeah saginaw, saginaw. he was up there um at least we met I think like, it was Saginaw. Was it Saginaw? I, I don't know. One of our shows we went to. Okay, just say, um, he didn't have a booth there, but he was there just to mingle and talk. And are you talking about Nick J? Uh, no, Trevor from Pacific Calls. Okay, I was going to say, because I know Nick J was there with the real geese with his Pacific Calls. Gotcha. No, Trevor, I don't know if he if it was that one he showed up to for one of the days or if it was another show, but he showed up and we talked to him for a little bit. For the Pacific Calls. I don't know. What's his last name? You know? Heard. <laughs> definitely not that's why I said not friends but like we talk to him we bounce ideas off him he gives us show ideas okay. uh, tuning ideas demographic ideas like because they're just so much further advanced than we are but we did try to talk to uh, we tried to talk to Bandit or yeah Bandit Bandit because um, we found a guy that was a rep and he gave us the phone number of somebody else that was supposed to you know we're like we'll pay obviously but right, we'd, like right. to, we'd like to be able to just hashtag Bandit right. that'd, be, that'd be cool right. um, yeah no they totally ghosted us really? yeah, they didn't, they, didn't us. They, they I don't know if they gave us a fake number or what but no there was nothing that came out of that zero well is banded with elite calls or is that just uh, uh what's his name this was before they had anybody with this was like a year and a half ago who's who's the the, the big guy on uh foul tv uh oh you're talking about uh i want to say foul life or whatever yeah, yeah um brad no it wasn't brad it was uh i don't know if he i, I think he runs elite calls or a different call. Gotcha. I don't know. But yeah, regardless, I didn't know if the whole company was with that or whatever it is. Um, yeah, but like I said, the worst thing to say is just no. Right. You know what I mean? It would never hurt to just reach out to anybody. If they, you know, like what you guys
But um, yeah, I just thought about that. Like, I, sometimes I just gotta blurt it out, even if it's like way <laughs> off topic, whatever it is. Um, so we talked about water and fields. Um, so mallards or geese or Chad Belding. Chad Belding. Yeah. Yep. Chad Belding. Okay. Um, ducks or geese? Ducks. Ducks all day. Really? Geese don't excite. We shot what a four man limit. We shot a couple of different times man limits, and I never got excited about it. We were on the car ride hard too. But yeah, water, water, and like decoying geese and water. Water and uh, water and field. Yeah, we've done water and field. Water and field, and we had what three hunts where we shot pretty, if not a limit, really, really close to a limit. But no, I didn't get excited at all. Really, it was one of those things where on the car ride home, I looked at him, I was like, you know, are you excited right now? Like. I think it's the variety of duck that excites me. I think I think goose tastes better than duck, though. Ooh, Ooh. that's tough. I see. I like what we do with our, <laughs> our geese because we make them into the loaves. I might them. have to agree with them on that. I think goose tastes better. Than duck. I don't know if we just some better goose recipes. What? No. Goose gives me more venison what do you do? vibes. What do you do for duck? Everything. I, everything, but I like mine just like medium rare as you can get it, and then just. That's it. Cut it up. Or uh, poppers. Yeah, poppers I like poppers. Are, poppers. I'll give you that. Poppers are really good. Um, and then if we shoot like coots and mergansers, we'd make it in Chinese. Like a stir fry? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we'll do like general sows, orange chicken. We'll, we'll hand fry it and uh, hand batter it and fry it. Is it greasy? No. No, not really. Really? We found, we found out that... Uh, what is it? Three days in buttermilk. Yeah, three days in buttermilk, and then three, one, days. three days in buttermilk, and then one day in whatever you want to put it in. So I like Italian dressing or something. Really? Um, takes you can take a coot or a merganser, and it takes everything out of it. Hmm. It's no longer fishy because we've had a lot of guys up up north that we hunt with. They're like, no, I'm not killing a merg or a coot or anything because they're gross. And it's like, actually, I, I think coots are one of my favorite dogs. I think they taste pretty good. Really? I swear. Um, I forget who it was. Somebody online said if you do orange juice. Put in orange juice for like eight hours. It takes the fishiness out of them because the acidity. Do you know what I've heard from a lot of people? Put your stuff in pickle juice. Ooh. Hmm, that makes sense. Well, he doesn't yeah. like pickle juice, but I don't. <laughs> but it makes sense. The acidicness to it will pull it out. Yeah, yep. that makes I've heard sense. That for a hangover. <laughs> I drink gear and take a lot of Advil. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's talk about coos for a minute here, because coos is a very coos shoot. You like well, like there's an underrated like duck. You I know, love. Like, I have a hat that says Coo Commander. This on is it. Willie, that's Willie's. That's, that's Willie's bird. Coo Commander is Kyle Van Riekeren's uncle's thing. Really? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I could be wrong, but he's a big part of that. Go back and take a look at that episode, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a good episode. One of my buddies in Indiana, his uncle lives down in Arkansas. Gotcha. Yeah, I want to say he started the Coo Commander. I think I could be wrong. We had a guy. I think it was at Point Moye come up to us wearing a Coo Commander hat. And I saw it, and I asked him where he got it, and he said he bought it when he was in college. And this guy had to be, what, 70 years old? Yeah. And I went, and I went online, and I found it, and they were they were sold. They were discontinued. They had, like, three left, and I bought one. I was oh, like, I need that hat. Way wrong, I just know that he has a bunch of stuff that says that. He, he loves Coot in an obnoxious way. Like, to the point where I've got green heads, like, that are coming in, and he's off in the other side of the field, like, looking, be like, look at all those Coots over there, man. You I bet you we could here. just shoot all those things. And I'm like, next you time, pay attention, please? Next time we do a Chinese night with Coots, we'll invite you guys down, because you need to try them. Say less. Let's, Let's go. go. They're good. So, you, you put in milk for three days? Yeah, so I'll do a 72-hour buttermilk marinade. So, like, if we shoot them on a Sunday... 
I think that's why we started doing our Duck Thursdays on a on Thursday. Thursdays, because it's four days of marination. Yeah, so we did four day, or three days in the buttermilk, and then I'll take them out, dry them off, wash them off, and then I usually do a whole mix of, like, probably 12 or 13 different seasonings, Worcestershire sauce, marinades, Italian dressing. I'll let them sit in that for 24 hours, and then we'll hand fry them that night. Hmm. Sounds good. It, it, it took it took the du- it even took the duck out of them like it took you know fishiness it took it out of it and then it almost took the duck right out of them too because I thought they tasted just like deer if you ask me yeah we had our girlfriends try them though that's the ultimate test we had both of our girlfriends right, right. ate it and they thought it was great and I was like well if they like it something you guys can't you guys can't say it's not that bad one of my dream hunts would be going to Australia where they have giant coots they're the exact same thing as a coot but they're probably is it Australia I thought so or is it Argentina they're giant coots. They're giant coots. Yes, yes. I've yes. seen they're like three times yes. the size of a yes. normal coot. Oh, so bad. I was watching uh, George, uh, George Peterson. Hmm. I think it's George Peterson from it. He's from Michigan. He did the uh, forty-one or forty-two challenge. Oh, like in a year? Yeah, he yeah. does all the challenges, all the yeah, grand yeah. slams on YouTube. Yeah. Well, he went down. He went down there to do the Peter, South American. Peterson ball hunting. I don't know if it's Peterson bull hunting. No, I know what you're talking about, though. Um, Unless it's a different guy, because the guy I'm thinking of, he did, like, the, the... The whole slam and he's doing yeah a slam in the year. He did the uh, grand slam for turkeys in a year. Yeah, and now he's trying to do. He um, yeah. He's trying to do the whole North American, uh, the rifle bow shotgun, where you're killing all like three species of moose in Alaska. You kill a muley, you kill a whitetail, blacktail, everything with all three weapons. Epic. And he has it all on YouTube and stuff. He actually lives in Michigan, um, but but uh, he went down south and I seen they look like giant chickens. And they're like running around and he loves coots and I'm watching him on YouTube and this guy says he killed a giant coot and I'm like, wait a minute, giant what coot? Is this? Is it and it's like three <laughs> times the size of a regular coot. So I sent it to him because I'm like, this is your bird, man. This is where you got to go. Do <laughs> you have any coots mounted? I don't. Um, Are you thinking about it? I will get one mounted, yes. If you put that up on the page, like, like on the forums and stuff, mm-hmm. oh my God. 100% I'll get one mounted this year. I have shot in a couple coots. Um... I think we cooked them before, and they were not good. <laughs> Didn't cook them the right way. Well, <laughs> but the thing is, is, like anything I shoot, I eat. That's oh, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, that's yeah. the thing is, like it's respect out of the animal and mm-hmm. all that. But I shot it, so I, obviously I was gonna eat it. Right. Like, and we tried it, and it was. It wasn't good. Now, don't get me wrong, though. I prefer not to shoot them because just because you can make it taste good doesn't mean I want to. Just because debreasting them, those birds that are made to go underwater, yeah, and they don't have the chest plate on them to follow down, like yep. they're they're made of almost rubber, so they can like shrink as they go down into yes. the water. That's such a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a 15 limit of coot any day. I'm not, I no, I'm, I'm not about that. I don't want to butcher him. <laughs> j- j- you know, he, I think he takes pride on being able to make him taste good and talking him up, but I'm like, I know. Really if, 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 if you, you can make him taste good, then why not? You know what I really want to do? And I don't, I don't think they eat him, obviously. I want to go to Canada. What, Brant? No, 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 no. I want to go there for their um, cormorant season. The what? They can shoot cormorants over there. Oh, they can? Oh, I'd like to shoot yeah. every yes. one of those. I think it's mother scratchers that are here. I'll tell you that. And they ban the crap out of them. Do they really? 
We had we had never seen them. Never we had never seen them. We're sitting at Point Mie and there there was a bunch of birds in the tree. And I'm like, Willie, what do you think those are? So we're sitting there and we're selling calls and we see them flying over and I'm like, What is that? And uh, Mike from Flipping Birds was like he called them some name. I don't remember what he called them, but uh, I'm like do you know what those are? And he's like, yeah, I know what they are. You don't? I'm like, no. If I saw that while I was hunting, I would both think I should shoot it and not shoot it. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. That's one of those times where I'd probably be shooting him while he's sitting there trying to look up what's going I'm sitting there flipping through there, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh, man. I yeah, you might want to throw that one back at a read. <laughs> no, they, uh, they're terrible, though, dude. Like, they crap all over the trees and... Like, they make a mess. Well, their shit's like acid. Oh, so wow. they literally kill everything. Well, I noticed the tree they were sitting on had no leaves in the, in the middle of summer. Right. And it's got no leaves. It's all just broken down. It's a giant tree. Right. I'm like, that tree shouldn't be dead. But there was like probably a hundred of them in the tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's that's sit crazy. everywhere. Yeah, so the problem is, is Canada's able to shoot them over there. And I think it's a 15 bird limit. So they get pushed all back over to here. Well, I saw a, a, an article from a, the Canadian press that said that shooting them was a big mistake and that they uh that it's going to lead to problems down the road and i was like how is this going to lead to we should be able to shoot them. I, I, I don't know how that would be because they destroy the fish population i'm assuming this article was very leaning to one side or the other probably especially coming from the canada side yes. of course what's going on yeah there. because like i've seen those birds swallow a 16 inch walleye whole Jeez, like, it's, it's crazy a, it's insane like if you want to find a fish just look out where the, the cormorants are out at That's the river. And the, Don't find them. And yeah, quickly there. We just got done walleye jigging on Monday? Yeah, Monday. 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 Where? Uh, Saginaw River. Saginaw River. He was really good? I caught my limb. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was one off my, we went with, uh, on his hat, Slap and Tails Guide Service. Uh, yeah, we know the guy who runs it, uh, Justin Dixon, so we go out with him once a week, once every couple weeks at Very least, nice. and uh, we got how many fish? We had 11, 11 fish, and there was five of us on the boat. It was a pretty good day. But we, it was freezing rain. It was cold and windy. It's not a very good day. No. <laughs> we were on the water for maybe two hours fishing for an hour and a half of it. So. Yeah, I, oh, I, hate, I hate fishing. I'm not a big fisherman. Really? I don't like it. Um, I love ice fishing. But I don't like fishing from a boat. We didn't get any ice this year. No. But while I figured, I never walleye fished. Oh, yeah. I figured out it's just like ice fishing. It's jigging. It's awesome. Yeah. No, that's like, so like all the jigs that I make is for, you know, vertical jigging wise. Gotcha. We actually hooked up into, I want to say, four or five sturgeons last year out on the river here. Oh, wow. Did you really? Yeah. It was absolutely insane. We got one to the boat and we went to go grab it. It flipped and as soon as it hit the water the hook got spit right out and lost it hmm. i think he was it was my sister's boyfriend he was fishing with extra light rod with an eight pound test i think it was it was probably about four foot did you instantly had a surgeon on oh dude like he fought it for like two hours oh really? Jesus. yeah wow well because he had an eight pound test extra yeah. light rod i mean too glad to run oh yeah. yeah yeah it was it was crazy i got a video of it actually i'll show you guys but hmm. Um, I guess before we wrap it up, most memorable hunt. Do you guys have one? Yes, I do. Go ahead. I'm surprised you actually remember that question now. I know, I got it. My most memorable hunt was we unveiled our new, uh, well, I shouldn't say unveiled. One guy was there with us, but we had the brand new prototype for our insert, and it was the first time that it was out there hunting. And it was drizzling rain, and it was kind of an okay day, and the ducks were not working at all. It sucked. And uh, 
that has that that call has a really good Cajun squeal on it. Mm-hmm. And so I switched it up, Super and tough, we ended up ball. we ended up. I guess there was two guys with us. We shot a four man limit. We ended up turning around. We shot. We only shot like four birds by ten thirty, and then by eleven thirty we had a four man limit. Really, and I, that hunt was awesome. I mean, just because it got, I got Everything to kind of together. It kind of got to show off what we could do a little bit, and like what our brand can do. Because you know you're sitting there calling, and there's a lot of guys calling around you, and then you're able to switch it up, and right. and you're able to call birds in, and it, it just kind of felt it felt good to finally have something yeah, that you were you sure. were really it showed proof is in the pudding. Right. Oh, for sure. I totally get that. What do you got? Shooting a limited coots. um aside from the four-man limit because that's definitely up there for me i would probably throw out a three bluebills day that was fun we went out um brand new lake about an hour and a half from our house we left that morning and it was pretty foggy out we got to the lake missed the boat launch couldn't find it finally found the boat launch first time out of the lake found an island with a blind on it I'm trying to go on that island because, you know, it's got a blind. It's got to be good hunting there. Never hunted this lake. Someone's got a blind there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. He convinced me to keep going, so we motored on down to the next island and found another blind, sat in that one. Uh, At this point, the wind's starting to pick up, and we're still using our 1.5 horse motor at Mm -hmm. this point, and the wind's pushing us back while we're trying to go forward, trying to set the spread. Yeah. Got one of the decoys wrapped up in the motor. Rough morning. Right. And we finally get in the blind. It starts raining. Still fog starting to lift. We see maybe, what, seven to 900 mallards on the shoreline just absolutely flying everywhere right at daybreak. Nothing came our way, though. So we're sitting there, and then finally a bluebill comes up overhead. And I've got the video of it on my phone still because I still, anytime I get to, you know, I'm a good shot. I watched this video again because this bird came about 10 yards from us. Could hit it with your barrel. <laughs> it was max 10 yards away and I missed three shots. Oh, it was right in front of us, 10 yards. I, I, I shot missed all. So it was too close. That's all. Shot, exactly. behind, shot behind it every time. I said, yeah. I was like, Willie, I'm calling on him. And I'm like, Willie, right above you. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm, I laughed on the video. I'm laughing. Oh, I'm, I'm on my uh, knees laughing. You hear me just son of a bitch throwing a shotgun down. I'm like, fucking nuts. He's, he's got his shotgun. He's like, this stupid gun. I'm laughing. I can't help it. I'm like, it's all right, dude. You're fine. So now you know how he feels, though, when you start throwing stuff in the shot. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm dying. It was bad. And then we, I, uh, if you can keep going with your story there. So then eventually we see about 10 minutes later, we see three more coming. Couldn't see. It was too foggy and rainy to see what they were. Right? Right. We, we were like, okay, there's ducks out there. Whatever. Everything's in season. He starts calling at them. They U-turn back around and we shot two of them right in front of us. The third one starts going back around and it's two buddies just got shot. He calls it back in about 30 seconds later and drops the third one. We go out there to get him. He starts having a panic attack. Oh, my God. I was having such a panic attack. I thought they were ringnecks when we shot them. The white with the black. I was like, ringneck, for sure, 100%. Um, And just they were fast. They were super fast. I'm like, ringneck, 100%. We get out there, and I see checkering going down the back. And I'm like, that's not a ringneck. And he's, I'm more of the studier of of the guide and stuff. And he's like, well, what is it? And I said, it's a scalp. And he's like, well, how many can we shoot? And I'm like, well, it depends the day. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, one, one day, our first part of our year, you can shoot one a piece. The second part, you can shoot two piece. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what day. I was like, I don't know what day we're on. So I just shot two of those. Let's really hope that we're on this yeah, day. No so we get back to the to the blind, and I'm He's sitting there. Freaking... No, this is so terrible. I flip through. It's that day. Oh. The day of 
it was like October, like Halloween. It was Halloween, Halloween day. It switches to two, and I'm like, yes. Oh, <laughs> but that was just memorable because I watched him have a panic attack in the boat. He called the one back in after we shot two of them, and I can't believe I convinced that bird. I shot, we shot both of his buddies, convinced that bird to do a full U-turn, come all the way back around from like a hundred yards away, came in to like twenty, and got just absolutely destroyed. And I actually just got that bluebill back from the taxidermist today. He oh, went over really? the wall. Yeah. So for divers wise, you want the last question? I think. Um, you know how you get new birds into the area, and they're just super dumb to the area. They oh yeah. Don't know anything about it? You get divers in. Everybody says divers are just the dumbest birds out there. Uh -huh. Do you think it's just because they're just new birds in that area, or no. do you think they're just in general? No, dumb? I think they're in general dumb. Yeah, I, I mean, we've shot home birds in Shiawassee and in the bay, and I've, if you can go up, I mean, you can go up on the bay and put. I mean, they'll try to hit you in the boat. Right. It's like little butterball, like buffalo heads and stuff. I mean, they just try to well, hit you in the boat. They don't let me, care. Let me paint this picture to you real quick. Little butterball. So what we do on the lake, when I duck hunted quite a bit, we would just take our boat, anchor up, and we'd throw two lines out there, just plain boat. And buffies and divers just come rolling in. Plain boat, just sitting there, and you just shoot them. Yeah, that's just stupid. It's like, the lo it's like the long tails. Those guys swear you can go up there and shoot whatever limit of long tails you want anytime you want. Yeah. It's no, the they said penguins? It's, what? The penguins? The, pe the diver, the big, call? are they penguins? The long tails? Are they called? Long yeah. tails fall? Yeah, I think they I, I, I know they find them down like in fishing nets. Like those things dive like 150 feet yeah, underwater. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. It's we crazy. haven't we haven't gotten to hunt them yet. The, the guy that we hunt with up there has a barge, and it was the end of the season. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I have a barge." We're like, "You have a what?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, out back, I got a full barge, full camoed in everything. We can go out there and shoot them, but I just don't like them. I'd rather shoot greenheads." And I'm like. Quit being prejudiced and take me to go kill those long tails. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's a that's a thing that I really want to do too. They're just such a beautiful bird. I know they I, are. Cost me a lot of money. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I heard they're super dumb, but I mean, to nice get some mature though. one. Oh my god, they yeah. look good. Yeah, they look amazing. But you guys got anything? Uh, shout you out wise, social media. Where they can find you. Um, website, Instagram, uh, Facebook, OnlyFans. OnlyFans, yep. Uh, Hunter's going to be starting our OnlyFans this week, so, you know, Heck start yeah, getting that, man. I got to make that money somewhere. It's that beard. <laughs> oh, it's sexy. I like, man, you might be, like, when I start growing mine out. No, like, yours ain't as good as his. No, no, no. I'm saying when I grow it out. No, I ain't going to grow up. Oh, no. I, 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 I get made fun of so much because it's it's starting to grow a little bit more in the mustache, but not much. It's so Amish. I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I was on a job site once. I was there for, a, I don't know, a year and a half, maybe two years. They never even knew my name. They just called me Zeke. Everybody, everybody, everybody at my old job called me Jebediah. <laughs> Jebediah. And I'm not Jebediah. And they call me Jeb for sure. I'm like, why are you calling me Jebediah? So and they're like, like, they're like you just, online, they're like, you either look Amish or you look re really religious. And I'm like, what, what the heck, guys? <laughs> so you come in with a top hat, you get the dress coming up. Oh, no, that's Jewish, isn't it? Yeah, that's Jewish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That's enough. Way off. He's not religious. Yeah. Yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead on the uh, social media. Um, you can find our website, uh, lockedonsound.com. Um, Instagram is locked on sound calls, not locked on sound because our first Instagram got deleted. Thanks Instagram, thanks Facebook. Our Facebook is locked on sound. YouTube is locked on sound. Podcast is locked on sound. Yeah, email. Email is locked on sound at gmail.com. There you go. Um, you can find apparently our new page that I have to get done for recipes for those of you who don't yeah. believe cook can taste good. <laughs> 
We hold all of our raffles and stuff on our website too. So if you guys are interested in winning, winning any of our raffle calls, be sure to check that out as well. Thank you. And uh, contact us. Like I dropped our email already. Five one seven three nine five ten ninety three is our phone number. You can text to call that at any time. Can't promise I'll answer calls all the time, but you can text or call it at any time. Should I call at one o'clock? <laughs> I've had people call pretty darn late. Really? Yeah, I've had calls at, um, you know we get calls from the West Coast. I've got calls like California calls at Washington PM. Uh, we have a we have a guy that we do a lot of business in Washington with, okay. and he is hilarious. He I. I have a hate-love relationship with him, but he's funny just because it has to be on his time, and he's three hours right. behind us. But he makes sure he calls at, like, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. He's a night owl. He's oh. a big-time night owl because he has a kid, and he has, to take, you know, he has to take care of his kid and his company. And Willie hates it because he has to get up and answer the phone call because the guy will not answer a call at any other time. So it's, like, 2.30 in the morning, and he has to get up and make a phone call with this guy. And he's a talker, too. So it's, like, it's like an hour and a half conversation of him going back and forth, and then he doesn't even order anything. It's just a talk. (laughs) That's what we get a guy actually going to be on this one. He has a podcast out of Washington. Um trying to schedule the same thing in the three hours behind mm-hmm. it's like seven o'clock here but it's only four there it's be a late one possibly well i mean depending on what what it's all good it probably not be late but what's new with all that though yeah but no i really appreciate you guys coming out making the drive yeah thanks for having the invite checking yeah. out the uh new studio and uh stoked about it yeah, I like I it. Too. You know, I wish I really would have been smarter and I brought a call. I brought a couple calls. That would have been nice, but... We did another one, because I think at that point we were going to plan on doing like 10, 15-minute segments with all the, the people that have booths and stuff. Oh, so that's fun. Yeah, just have them come over and, you know, just do our thing. Yeah. That'd be sweet. So, I was going to say, you'll get a little bit more information out of us then, because we'll, we have a, we'll, we, at that point we will have gone to all of our big shows in Nashville and Arkansas and Game Fair and all that. I was going to say, I hope you guys have calls there too. So yeah. Right. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to throw that out too, just if you're all right with it. In May, May 5th, 6th, and 7th, we'll be in Texas at Texas International Speedway, uh, Game Fair, Nashville, and Arkansas. Arkansas in August is where we'll be. So any out-of-state listeners, that's where you guys can find us, too. Perfect. You have quite a bit of out-of-state listeners. Yeah. 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 But, but um, if you guys want to find Great Lakes Outdoors, look up Great Lakes Outdoors on Instagram, Facebook, the Tiki Tac, TikTok, whatever you call it. I don't think we have a Tic Tac. No. I don't think so. I'm not a big tic tac person. No, we unfortunately do. You do? We do. I do too. I don't post on it very often. But I've always yelled at me because I I don't post or anything, and I always forget to get content because I'm just out there in the, in the mornings, like <laughs> just trying to get everything ready and stuff. I'm, I'm actually saying this just for the confusion. Um, so pretty much, Kyle, we're doing the waterfall Wednesdays for his channel. Um, he's using our platform for it, but it's. He's running Waterfall Wednesdays, and we're about to be conjoining here on two, Turkey Tuesdays. Yeah, we need to get up on that too. For sure. Yeah, we're gonna be getting up on that here really soon. Seasons less than a month away, and they're already shooting turkeys down in Florida. Yeah. Right now. I'll be hopefully be going soon. I'll be going less than a month. Yeah, that's exciting. Yep, I'll be going to Nebraska. So that's exciting. Um, be sweet. And if you guys want to find here in Outdoors, obviously you know where to find us. Um, we do hats and shirts and all that, and which we got to talk about tonight too. Yes, you need, well, I got your logo, so we could do all that. I make hats, by the way, so if anyone wants hats, do all that. I got my system finally down, somehow, some way, but I did. That's good. Yeah. That's good. 
But no, I appreciate you guys coming, Trevor. Appreciate you guys. Oh yeah, having us on here all the time too, and always is you know with me. So until next time. Until next time. Appreciate thank you guys it. for coming on. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next one.